0: With alcohol, we're all ballerinas. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Megan 1. And I'm Megan 2. Friends who found each other at the Gilmore Girls reunion and formed the 6am crowd. We'll be talking about the Gilmore Girls revival and gushing our faces off. You're listening to Stumbling Ballerinas.
1: Oh my god it actually happened guys we have more gilmore girls we made it we made it
2: and now it's over it keeps hitting me when i still sit there and be like well i mean this can happen after this and i'm like oh my god i have new gilmore girls to analyze it's amazing. I what is that, this life?
1: I was saying that to my husband where I was like, it's so weird. As I was watching it, I'm like, I literally don't know what happens next. That feeling is very unusual for me when it comes to Gilmore Girls where you're like, I, 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 it could do anything. I have no idea what happens.
0: I just, yep. I'm in this place again where like all I want to do is talk about and discuss and analyze it. And I haven't felt like that about a TV show for nine years.
1: Which is pretty much what we have been doing for the last like four days, which nothing wrong with that. But that's clearly all we've been talking about for the last couple of days. It was so funny. I remember Thanksgiving night. Um, it hit me where all of a sudden it was almost like you could watch on social media where everyone went from like, okay, it's Thanksgiving, like focused on my family doing the dinner thing. And all of a sudden it was like, it was around six o'clock here in Connecticut where you saw social media totally change And all of a sudden everybody <laughs> started talking about the revival. So it was, it was fun to watch where all of a sudden everybody's focus completely switched
0: about the, yeah, and then counting down to the time. Yes.
1: It was so much fun, and of course, I wasn't able to watch when it first came out. I uh, had to wait until five p.m. the next day um, because I had to work the next day. And but then I, I completely binged through from five to midnight, uh, only stopping for coffee and pee breaks in between.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but it was it was funny. Me and Megan we were like, because we had already watched it, and our other friend that we chat with had already watched it, and. We were sitting there we were like, do you think like state or Elizabeth will show up at like 9 p.m. And I think you first sent a message at like 9.06. It was like right on time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. So I was like, well, she said she'd start around five or six. So probably around nine is when we can
0: expect her. Because we we're just waiting for you to finish so we could all finally like dive in together and discuss it.
1: Yeah, because you don't well, want to start the conversation early and then basically just ha rehab the same conversation it. with yeah. me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, and for most of Friday, Megan was the only person I knew that I like could speak to who had watched it. I'm like, <laughs> We we're just going around in circles here. I need other people to join in. Yeah. yeah you're like I other know people you agree with me. Because <laughs> other people notice different things and like you'll bring it up. You're like, oh my god, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. And it's just You know, you need more people in the conversation.
1: I completely went off social media. It was about 11 p.m. here the night before. And I was at about 11. I went through. I mean, I have various social media accounts, not only personally, but for my blog and for my other podcast. And I went through every single one and basically posted like I'm going black for at least 24 hours You know, do not text me anything about the reunion or or the revival or I will kill you. And I only had one friend who was actually one of our friends from the the ATX festival. She emailed me at like 2 that day, 2 p.m., and asked me if I'd seen it yet. And I was like, no, no, don't, you know, don't tell me anything. And she was, you know, really good about it. But everybody else actually, you know went along with my black, my meet, my social media blackout because I knew it was going to be a little bit um, and nothing, absolutely nothing was, was spoiled for me. So
0: I actually, it was about 24 hours. I actually um, find it amazing that I still haven't seen blatantly anywhere on Facebook the final four words. There's been links to yeah. say like yeah. the final four words are in this article, but I haven't seen anywhere, like even just a tweet with like, these are the final four words
1: yeah i didn't even think about that which is really really freaking cool yeah Yeah.
0: but also just to throw it out there in case you guys are listening this will be filled with spoilers so if you don't want to listen stop now and finish the revival because why haven't you watched it yet and then come back and listen to our discussion
2: no i i also i turned off all my notifications and then I forgot to turn my Twitter notifications back on, and <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, did you see this thing that Lauren Graham tweeted?" And I was like, "How did I not see that?" And it's because I forgot to turn my notifications back on. Yeah, but I, I realized. Did a- Go ahead. No, I realized that that was the longest I've sat watching TV without,
0: like, up your having phone. a
2: laptop or looking at my phone. And yes. it was
0: so nice. It was. Why don't we do that more often? It's weird because usually when. I watch a show, Megan's usually watching at the same time, so we have like a conversation going on throughout, and for six hours on Friday night, it was just me and a television. I didn't need my phone, I didn't need my computer. It was so nice. I I mean, I think I texted
2: you, I was like, hey, I'm starting summer, just so you knew, because you watched at midnight. I slept and got up and watched at about eight, after I went and got coffee, obviously. Duh. So it was just like, here's my timeline. I'm starting summer. It's like, yeah, we've got about three hours to go. Yeah, I, yeah, it was
1: really nice. And I was thinking that, too. I was like, you know what? Sometimes I think I need to more often go on like social media blackouts and put my phone down and actually sit and focus on things because I'm the exact same way. And I mean, I mean, I remember back in the day where when you watched a show, you just watched the show because we didn't have smartphones that were constantly taking our attention away from things. Now, yeah, I always have my phone by my side and I'm like randomly texting with people. I had a few friends who are my best friends who are also Gilmore Girls super fans as well. And they were texting me every once in a while, basically the exact same thing like you two. Like I'm starting summer now, I'm starting winter, I finished, I'm not going to say anything until I hear from you, that kind of thing but it was really nice to have that kind of removal and just be able to sit down and for 6 hours basically be in Star's Hollow. Yes.
2: Yeah, my uh my best friend and we became friends in college in part because of this show. Uh-huh. So, but she was at her, her in-laws for Thanksgiving. And so they watched she and her husband watched Winter that night. And then they didn't she finished it yesterday. I think yesterday or Saturday. And I would like, I was so worried because I, I loved it. Like I Mm -hmm. thought it was as perfect as it could be. I don't understand all these people who are complaining about it. I honestly don't. And my, like, as she's watching, I'm just like, Oh God, what if she doesn't like it? What are we going to do? Yeah. But, and it was probably my biggest, biggest fear. And she was like, she texted when she finished. She was like, that was perfect. I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to throw away 12 years of friendship All of, my of your opinion on Gilmore Girls.
1: All my friends who I'm super close to who are original super fans from the very beginning, they all loved it. I had one who was kind of iffy about it, but says she wants to go back and rewatch it with an open mind. Um, but she was, you know, the rest, she she enjoyed it. But for the most part, everybody... I choose to surround myself with loved it. The only hate I was seeing from it was on social media, which like you, Megan one, I do not understand because I, it was everything I needed from the show.
0: Yeah. I don't understand it either because I mean, if you didn't like the revival, I don't understand how you ever liked the original show. It's yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's the same formula. It's the same people. It's like they never skipped a beat. So I don't know what you didn't like. Part, like, I, I can you...
2: understand the format maybe throwing you off because it's you aren't used to a full 90 minutes of the same kind of story progression. Yeah. But like it, it wasn't that hard to get used to that. The only yeah. thing I didn't like is I couldn't follow Rory's timeline in winter. So I'm like, how like what what are what days how many days are you spending in all these places and who's paying for your flights? That's what I want my to know. my real question. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> she international got... international flights?
0: Well, her uh, trust fund from her grandfather would have kicked in, so maybe she, that's oh, where her money's coming yeah. from.
1: God damn it. I need that's a trust true. fund. Yeah. For Richard to to from Richard and
0: um, from, what's her name? Gran. That money would have been available to her, too. So, she has money. Huh. I guess that's why right. right. she doesn't
1: really need to force herself to get a job. That must be nice, man. I need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. I think you guys made a good point. I know you, the three of us have been talking about it about also, it seems like a lot of the people who are kind of newer fans who were invested in Rory's storyline seem to not like it. Whereas I think the three of us are a lot invested more in Lorelai. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it too, is I get, I mean, I get in. And one of my friends, the one who had the little bit of an issue with it, she has always related more to Rory because Rory's always been her exact same age. And even though Lorelai, I I was just a couple of years older than Rory, I've always related more to Lorelai. But I get it. Like, you don't want to see her kind of flailing as she was in the beginning. And I think people didn't like that. And I know we've talked about it. It sounds like a lot of the people didn't like that there was no, like, pretty wrapped up in a bow situation with the, the three boys, which none of us really care about. We think it's the least interesting part of the show. Right. So, but I know, some but I mean, are to be so fair, team it. Jess
2: all the team way. Jess, absolutely. But, but yes, I don't, that's not what I needed out of thing. I had one person who didn't like it, said she was bored and who thought Rory's storyline revolved around the, around men that it was too much like in the series where it was always about men where I didn't see that. And oh. I've, I'm younger than Rory by a couple of years, but I've always been more a Lorelai. Yeah. But for me watching it, like I kept being horrified with how much I was identifying with her, not, <laughs> not with the, the cheating and the wookie sex and the pregnancy and whatnot, but just like not really knowing yeah. what you're like, ex- you expect in our generation or my generation, our generation, we're all the same our generation, generation. I think we're pretty much i I'm a little yeah. bit older, but I think we're technically all the same generation like, at least for for my age group, we've expected to be at a certain place at this yeah. point in our lives, and we're not for various reasons that are partially out of our control yeah, so i like I identified a lot with Rory in this, and it was a little disconcerting.
1: Actually, this was really the first time ever in my viewings where I did relate to Rory, and it was the same kind of situation. Like, I, you know, I'm constantly, I hate my job, and I'm constantly trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life. I always say that to my three-year-old daughter when she talks about what she wants to be when she grows up. And I'm like, now we can figure out what mommy's going to be when she grows up, because I have no clue. And just kind of that feeling like, you know, you there's something that you want, you just kind of can't. Figure it out quite, or when you, you know, especially when you start off in the world where you think, oh, I'm going to do this major and I'm going to get this degree and I know what I'm going to be. And Rory was always so sure of that. And then to get out into the world and realize, like, you're really not setting the world on fire in that way. Maybe something like a book will be more your speed. So I definitely, this was really the first time I really related to Rory since the very beginning. But yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't mostly about the guys. It was mostly about where the two of them were in, in, in their lives, and they were both kind of having like midlife and quarter-century life crisis, you know? I
0: also it's think not... for Rory, too, is that I think people have to remember that Amy Sherman Palladino wanted to end the show 10 years ago. Yeah. So even though Rory's 32, I always, I kind of try to picture it as if she was the 21 or 22-year-old she was supposed to be when the show ended, yeah, I think that makes it easier to understand how it why it ended the way it did, and I don't know.
1: Yeah, but with I mean, even with the you know that's the thing I heard a lot of people talking about how they expected Rory to be more settled because her problems were straight out of college problems, and they're really not because yes. I mean as no, we know no. we,
2: we expect the exact same I thing. Can guarantee. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm gainfully employed, but I'm still kind of in that same mindset where I'm, you know, desperate to find something else, but I'm not even sure what. And, you know, it's that's that's a lifelong problem for a lot of people. And I feel like, you know, once you get out of college and you kind of start to figure out your path, things go well for a little bit. And then you and then I feel like a lot of people change their mind about what they want to do. And it's right around this time where all of a sudden it's like, wow, what I
0: pictured for my life is not exactly what works for me now I have to refigure it all out I think Lorelai said it best when she said that you know the older you get the more ebbs and flows that happen you know you have your ups and downs and it happens a lot more frequently I am 32 and like my year 31 was probably the best year of my life and I am now 32 and I'm like back to being a struggling 19 year old it happens yes life happens nothing major changed, but enough change where it's like what happened?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I fully agree with that. Yep. <sighs>
0: but as you guys
1: can tell, we love the, the revival. So if you hated it, you're probably not going to like this podcast episode.
0: But it's maybe true. we can help change your mind a little bit.
2: Yeah,
1: because you're wrong. Uh,
0: or <laughs> because you're wrong. But also,
2: like, the people who hated it, I've, I've avoided reading things just because... I'm, you know, there's enough in the world that's been making me mad for the past, uh, I don't know, 20 days or so. Yeah. (laughs) That, like, I'm, I read, like, I'll read about politics. I'll read about the horrible stuff that's happening in a certain part of our country having to do with uh, pipelines. Mm -hmm. And I force myself to read that because I need to know. I don't need to force myself to read someone's negative opinion about a show I love. Yes. I love it. I don't like I don't need your negativity about this inconsequential thing. I in feel my the life. exact same way. Yep. I've but, been doing the
1: same thing. Like I'll read all about Trump being crazy and the pipeline stuff and be disgusted with the human race, but when it comes to Gilmore Girls, that's my safe space. That's the happy exactly. little
0: snow globe.
2: It's exactly. True. <laughs> That's why you don't get cell reception. (laughs) But if you you listen to us, and you you're a fan of Gilmore Girls, and you didn't like it, I would be interested to know why. Because a lot of the things I have seen on Twitter, it's very like, well, Rory this and Logan that, and I'm just like, but can you give me a solid reason why you didn't like it that actually makes sense outside of? But Rory was supposed to end up with this guy. Because yeah. that I don't think is a But is that's a valid that's the
0: complaint. thing though, because that's all the Rory people wanted. They just wanted a answer to that lifelong question of who does she end up with. Like, there's no, if they don't get that answer, they are nev- they will never be satisfied, and two thirds of that that's group true. will never be satisfied because she can't end up with all of them.
2: I have Hamilton Art. stuck in my head. I, I just was thinking the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> Satisfied. All right. I didn't, am I the only one who thought the Paul thing dragged on way too much? Uh, I didn't mind it until the final scene when it popped up again like it had finally died away and it was great and then to have it That's pop true. up in the final scene it was like mm, See, unnecessary I
1: liked, I liked it popping up just one last time in the final scene I thought it was funny and it was kind of just a way I mean there was big stuff going on with the wedding and stuff so I kind of like that was like a moment of humor but um, yeah I didn't I didn't mind it and I know a lot of people did.
2: I re I really liked it in winter. Like I thought it was really amusing that here's this guy that she's been with for two years that no one can remember. Yeah. But I don't like I don't buy that this guy's just been sitting around for the, the past year and that finally in my it, mind when they were like two years, I'm like, what kind of yeah. relationship do these two have? That they've been together for two years, they barely
0: know each other. Yeah. So I yeah. think this is a good point to be to kind of bring it all back around to what our podcast is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yep. To- we're going to go so- in reverse this
0: time. Talk about all the Bunheads people that were on Gilmore Girls. That yeah, were on Gilmore Girls. Um, I think we'll, since we had started jumping into different episodes and seasons, that it's probably a good time to start focusing on them one at a time. And what we liked about it. And then we can bring up all the wonderful Bunheads characters that Showed up, which turns out it was quite a few. When we were putting the list together, yeah. we we're like, oh, and 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 and, so that was uh, fun. But again,
2: if we forget anyone, let us know. We'll do a drink. We're okay. not drinking tonight. Well, I am. No one else is, but
1: I'm drinking. i was planning
2: on drinking, but I'm not
1: feeling well today. So I have a stomach. My stomach's killing me. So I'm not drinking. I was actually considering having a glass of scotch because how much did that's the Bible so make you want to drink scotch? I was like, when did it, they all it did all like not scotch. make you want to
2: drink scotch?
1: I hate scotch. <laughs> See, I don't like scotch either, but for some reason, I was craving it. I was saying to you guys earlier, I said, you know, you'd watch when you watch the original series. Every time I'd watch it, I would crave coffee, and I'd always go ahead and get coffee. This time around, I was like, oh, some
2: scotch sounds good. Right? And did, did they, they do? That? Did they do all the scotch because of Richard? Because, like,
0: was that Ed Herman's drink? I think no. so. Because no. I think I think Richard drank a lot of scotch throughout the show, and so I'm wondering yeah. if it was this kind of. Their shout out to him.
1: Oh, I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah, because they used to be martini girls, and they do have a few martinis, but it's definitely scotch heavy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I didn't even think about that, guys. I'm not going to cry.
2: <laughs> All the damn Edward yeah. Herman stuff was I'll killing stick with my me. whiskey. I'll stick with my whiskey. I'm not a scotch fan. Yeah.
1: I'm not a fan of either, but I don't know. Scotch I've been trading scotch. It tastes it like for a campfire.
2: Bus. In my opinion, it tastes like a campfire.
1: Mm. That's not tasty sounding. No.
2: That's No, when I went to Jameson, they do this tasting thing, the Jameson Distillery in Ireland. They give you Jameson, obviously. Uh Jack Daniels. I think it's Johnny Walker Black. And there was one other one that I don't remember. But yeah. The uh Johnny Walker I is the only one I didn't finish because I was like, This tastes like smoke. I don't want to drink it anymore. We
1: have all the Johnny Walkers in our house. Blue, black, whatever. They're all jays. I'm not normally a, clearly a drinker of that magnitude, but, but I'm telling you, ever since Friday, I've been like, I could really go for some scotch right
0: about now. So good job, Amy Sherman-Palladino. You know? <laughs> it's funny that you talk about it tasting like a campfire. Um, for our Thanksgiving dinner, my dad has a new smoker, so he smoked a turkey for us. Mm. And then he also put a fire on in our chimney on the backyard. So the entire house from three o'clock on just smelled like a campfire. So the only thing I could smell while watching the revival was a campfire. <laughs> so that's what, that's what I think of now when I smell a campfire is the Gilmore Girls reunion or revival. It also think I think is what made me sick in the middle of fall. Was the smell of the that's campfire. Poss- that's possible. Yeah, I don't
1: deal well with that smell either, so yeah. I can imagine that.
2: I like it because I just remember camping when I was a kid, but I don't want to taste it in my alcohol. I hate when it like my
1: hair ends up smelling like it. That gross. That's true. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's you, have, that,
0: you have to shower when you're done. The after smell that's a problem. It's not, it's fine when you're actually at the fire, but when you go home, you don't want to smell it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I guess we should move on to winter. 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 So do you want to start out just giving a list of who was in the episode? Yeah, sure. Sure. All right. We'll start that way. Um, So like we said, if we missed anyone, let us know. But who we came across was obviously Emily Gilmore, Kelly Bishop, Jason Stiles, Chris Eggman, who played, is it Eggman? Eggman? I think so
1: eichmann yeah
0: um who played connor he was a last minute addition because as you know we hate that episode and we kind of forgot (laughs) and we forgot
1: about him (laughs) we blocked it out of our
0: brains uh rose abdu who (gasps) plays gypsy apparently she also plays berta i still don't see it i know lauren graham has confirmed it and all that but man does she do that well she I do does. see it, but
1: I, I, it was so funny. We have a mutual friend who we're all talking to and she floated the idea like Friday night about, I think that might've been Rose Abdu. And the, the three of us were like,
0: no, nope. you're crazy. Like, there's no way it's not, it's not her at all. They don't it's, even yeah, look I'm like,
1: like, I'm sitting there like, where did you even get that idea? Your facial recognition <laughs> is off. And then the next day, ASP confirmed that it was in fact Rose Abdu.
2: I had to apologize.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, well, I have, that's pretty impressive <laughs>
2: that you got that. Well, I like I have this problem. There's these two African-American actors. One, uh, I don't remember their names. One is Pert Happily on Parks and Rec. And then the other one, if you saw Bad Moms, is the principal. I yeah, always yeah. mix them up. They look nothing alike, but I always <laughs> mix them up. And then I feel really bad. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing these two actors of color and I'm just assuming they're the same person. So yeah. when people started floating the Rose Abdu thing, I was like, they're just two women of color, okay? They're not the same person. You're and all then, racist. And then, lo and behold, same person. Same. I still don't see it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because she's always so smiley, and I always picture Rose Abdu more taciturn, just because yeah. Gypsy's always a little more curmudgeonly. Yeah. I I, I mean, it was great. It was,
1: It's a great performance, the fact that we were all so... Blown away by the fact that it was Gypsy. I actually I messaged um, Rose on Facebook, and all I said was "You sneaky minx," and she ended up favoriting it because I was really impressed by that. I had no idea that that was her. I don't even know how our friend got, came to that
0: conclusion to begin with, but I'm really impressed. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty impressive. Yes. Um. Uh, continuing on, there's the always wonderful Liza Wilde Who was kick-ass in this revival. so good in this episode. It blows my mind because, like, the day before they started filming, she was playing Bonnie on How to Get Away with Murder, and then the next day she jumped right into Paris, and she does it. She's so good at it. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, and they're such different characters. I was thinking the same thing. So, I'm just... It it was absolutely... Like, even from the moment you heard her yelling from her office where we didn't see her yet. It was absolutely yeah. a Paris rant.
0: And it's funny. We spent so long trying to figure out what Paris was doing now. Can't say I would have thought she was running a uh, office for surrogating. Nope. But, nope. Well,
1: Good. I you. did like how they built in the like, cause remember she was, uh, you know, she wasn't sure if she was going to go into the medical field or the legal field. And somehow they built it both into the, uh, the surrogate center.
0: Yeah, and then when she runs into Francie later, and she's like, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a this, you're a that. Like, she's got a little bit of everything.
1: And I think you're a certified dental hygienist. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Dental technician. The only thing about uh, Paris is part of me is surprised she has kids. Part of me isn't. I'm so torn about that. Like, she's not... Very maternal, I mean. But we know she makes the reference about how the kids care
2: more about the nanny, kind of like she did when she was being raised. Right. So, also, hi, I yeah. think that surprised me more than her having kids in general. It's the surprised, fact it surprised. I guess yeah. that that she would have gone the route of her mother having the nanny, no, of having the nanny raise the kids the way that she had the nanny raise her. Right. That yeah. I think that surprised me more than the fact that she had kids. But you know. People yeah. fall into patterns set
0: set for them by their parents. So, and how devastating and that, is it that she and Doyle are broken up? Uh, that's devastating, but so meta what they did with
2: him. It is very that meta. was so that was funny cool. the screenwriting thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. Also- bash! Can we talk about how freaking hot Sean Gunn has gotten? I've I talk about that thinking? at least once oh a week now, and I don't care. But you know what's interesting about it? He he's gotten
1: hot as fuck in since the the finale of the original series. However, he's still hot. But I still bought him as like bumbling Kirk in this. Yeah, yes. He Didn't really change anything about really how he dressed. Like he still was a little scruffy and had that gray, and he looked really good. But he was still the Kirk. He's we know. still Kirk. Still yeah. Kirk. And what actually, like I feel I have... like, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I have to say, I think Kirk was my MVP of the revival. Yeah. I loved him so much. Every single one of his scenes, I loved. And I've always loved Kirk, but there was something about him in the revival. Like, I feel like they used into his post.
2: Well, that too. <laughs> See But I, you know, like, I put on, um, I've been putting on old episodes to go to bed at night. So like him in Raincoats and Recipes, I'm like how, like, not that you're, not that he was unattractive, but he was just so Kirk and so goofy looking. Like, how did you go from that to this? Is it really I, just the scruff and the gray hair? I
1: always think about the episode. Is, I don't. Is it raincoats and recipes? I always think about the episode of him in the sauna. And no, no that's uh, okay. Season five. Yeah, that's always the one I think of when I think of him now because he had that like distended belly and his chest was like concave. Well, he has that
2: in raincoats and recipes too. When yeah, he them while they kiss.
1: But it's like, know. wow, I
2: don't know what happened. I'm, I mean, I well, agree I'm with it. i it. totally down now. for
1: it.
0: Yeah. yeah, he absolutely is. It's funny, though, because in, like, season... I guess starting in season four all the way to the end of the series with um, him becoming that, like, adopted child from for Luke and Lorelei or whatever, the person they take care of, I yeah. found that got really annoying towards the end. And I, But I was so surprised how much I loved it in the revival. Like, I was excited to see... Luke and Lorelai treating him like their child—it was fun.
1: Yeah, it never, it never annoyed me. But um, it was—he was—it was almost like he was less infantile. It was a version of it, but he was less infantile that he was, than he was toward the tail end of the original series. So it was—that's probably part of why it was, you know, funnier and more easy to deal with. Yeah. But I loved him this this entire revival. He may have been my favorite. That the one scene where. Lorelai, he's explaining Uber, Uber. off can, uh, to to Luke, and you hear Lorelai off camera yell, "Don't make that sound!" And then she starts throwing Start, bagels throwing at his bagels.
0: head, and it. he's like, "Luke, control your woman." <laughs> and <laughs> he's like Kirk, he looks like he's about to laugh too. Like, it just looks like they're having so much fun in that scene. It
1: really did. That that might be one of my favorite scenes of the entire revival. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I I got so much joy out of that one scene that. Totally, I'm here for hot Kirk slash shotgun.
0: Yeah, it's a good time.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, it's so fun to be able to talk about these characters again. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, up next on our list is Todd Low, both Zach and Davis, respectively. Yeah,
1: and he is right. He, when I when I was at the uh, when I was at the um, fan fest. He mentioned that he had the dubious of honor of getting the oldest, and I think that's 100% true. Yeah, he looks he does old, look old now.
0: He but went it, the opposite way of Sean Gunn. But it fits his character, because now he's like this manager or whatever he's doing. and have everything he hates. Yeah, he's stressed out about having to be something that he doesn't want to be, which it's the story of our life, isn't it?
1: I love the whole it's thing true. where where like a promotion for him was the worst thing, yeah. and then when they were yelling, yeah. "Is he
0: himself yet? Is he him yet?" Yeah, it's nice. I to wish see... we
2: had more Hep Alien though. I do too. It's funny.
0: I was just about to say, it's nice to see that Hep Alien didn't actually like explode though, because that seems unrealistic. Yeah, but
2: it's true. I just wish we had more of them.
0: Yeah, like I they could couldn't have, have shown up for the wedding, a festival, or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because we only see we see
1: uh, Lane and Zach later on at the secret bar. We see them at <laughs> the, the secret people. bar. The secret bar is one of my the favorite things bar is ever. Amazing.
2: I out! especially, time I out, especially love out. before we even know what the secret bar is. When Bebette just says like, "Why don't you tax the secret bar?" and everyone, including Luke, is so mad at her for bringing it up in front of Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But this show, she had so much more up her sleeve. I love it. And they just knew exactly what to do when Taylor walked by (laughs) to seeing, like, all of them, Michelle included, like, having been there, knowing to hide against the wall and all that stuff. That's fantastic. Grab the tables, turn off the lights. So funny. Well, I liked Michelle's increased role, too. I know he's trying to fill the Suki role, but it was nice to see him being more of a friend and a confidant this time around.
1: Oh my god, when Agreed. he almost started crying, when they were having the discussion about him leaving, I was like, Michelle cries, and Aww. that's, uh, it's over for me. It's not going to be good. <sighs> and and we, we did, it was confirmed that Michelle is gay, so everybody can finally get off that bandwagon about caring about that.
0: Yeah, and, and confirmed that Taylor is not gay, so... We can stop wondering well, confirmed,
1: well. kind yeah. of. I
0: guess, but, you know. That was,
1: I will say, I love, those are the li- little things I love that are nods to the fandom. Like, she knows that we all were wondering, and that's the way she handled it. And I thought it was so cute. You sure nobody else wants to be in that parade? And everybody <laughs> leans for <forward>. her.
0: <laughs> yep. No? <laughs> Uh, fi- and then finally this isn't a person but it's related uh, we have the wonderful Sam Philip Lala's back which just makes any Amy Sherman Pell's Dino show complete I got True. goosebumps as soon as the first one started playing and it's that opening scene when you start out yep. and then you just it's see like, Lorelai mean... sitting there
1: Ugh. and it's like you can't
2: even believe we're actually watching more of this Yeah, it's crazy No, like this entire time leading up to this You guys would always have those moments of like, oh, I'm getting teary eyed. I can't believe it. And I'm over here like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me that I'm not feeling any of this? Like, I'm happy and excited, but I'm not having these moments that everyone else is. That first shot of Stars Hollow, I burst into sobs, like ugly crying on my couch. You're not dead inside. I'm not dead inside. I'm not Chandler Bing. I can cry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the crying quotient was probably pretty bad all over the world that night. I was like, anytime, anytime they mentioned Richard, anytime something new happened, like that opening shot, or the first time you hear La La, the first time you see pretty much any character, I would start to tear up. It was
0: a mess. Anytime Lauren Graham cried. I was going to say, stupid oh. Lauren Graham, as soon as she gets <sighs> a twinkle of a tear in her eye, I'm like, no. And she was crying the entire time. <laughs> like, not crying, crying, but she always had that, like, I don't know, like the happy cry or the sad cry or... Yeah,
1: <sighs> just tearing up for just, whatever reason. Yeah. So do we have anything more to say about Winter at this point, now that we've gone through all the Bunheads-related characters?
0: Um, should, what, should we sum up what happened in the Winter episode? I, I find that hard to do because we wa- I watch it all as one big thing. I don't remember what happened in each season.
1: That's, <laughs> that's what my issue is, too. Uh, why don't we rate, why don't we rate the individual seasons here?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. So, uh, let's see here. So our rating system is based on the five positions in ballet, fifth position, uh, being one star, which is the lowest rating. And, uh, I'm sorry, first position being one star, which is the lowest rating and fifth position being five star, which is therefore the highest rating.
2: So, uh, Megan one, what rating would you give winter? Is it going to be annoying when I just give fifth position to all of them? No, because I might do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> then fifth position. <laughs> see, for me, it's so, it's so... Like, obviously, there are things here and there where I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? Mr. But Kim. For the, yeah, Mr. Kim.
0: Still which mad at about first, the,
2: the first time I was like, oh, Mr. Kim. And then I was like, wait, no. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually want to see Mr. Kim. Yeah. I just wanted an explanation of where Mr. Kim was. Keep the mystique alive. Megan, too, I think it
1: was you who said it would have been funny if, like, they waved and the the camera panned over to a a large group of middle-aged Korean men and they all waved back and you don't know which one it was. That would have been funny. Just randomly picking some Korean dude that you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's always been Mr. Kim
0: was think, weird to me. I think it would have been actually, I think that was Megan One's idea. I think I oh, mentioned so yeah. that Sorry. one, The Large Crowd of Koreans, was my idea. I said, I love but, that idea. <laughs> I said that it would have been fun if she waved and they didn't actually cut away. So you're still wondering. Yes,
1: that's what I thought they were going to do right when they were saying it. I was like, oh, there's no way they're actually going to show anybody. I also think. And it, then,
0: I also think it would have been hilarious if they cut away and it was Asian Caesar standing over there.
2: (laughs) Oh, Asian Caesar. He didn't make the cut. He didn't. Poor Asian Caesar. He's in everything, too. So Yeah, it's true. Okay, so sorry. I interrupted you with my Mr. Kim rant. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to go fifth position. Like... Everything was just... It's too perfect for me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Megan, too? I'm going to be different, but not too much. Um, I think I will give it a fourth in revelé, which is a term we learned at one point during our podcast. Um, Because I really loved everything. I thought it was great, and I don't have a ton of complaints. But I will say the first scene, the very first scene when they're in the gazebo... (laughs) It's a little bit clunky, and it's even a little bit too, um, I don't even know the word, but a little too not ASP to be like, how long has it been? It feels like years. Like, that old thing's not really her style. So I'm going to deduct half a point for that. I did like, yeah. And also, Alexis Badell was very choppy in that scene. Afterwards, she was great, but, like, her first, like, scene scene was not the best. And I think that's why I
1: wonder if that was really the first scene they shot, because she was so awkward in that scene. And you could tell she was like not into the groove. And then immediately after that, she was great for the rest of the for the rest of the series.
0: I think it is, too, because when Lauren Graham was on Ellen, she talked about the outfit she picked out for her very first scene, which was the very first scene where we would see Lorelai again. So, okay, okay, I feel like that was probably the first scene. So, yeah. yeah, no. I
1: the only I did like the the thing where you were saying it didn't seem like ASP. The things I did like about it were almost like winky type of things, like where she they she ran out of breath and said, "Whoa, you know, haven't done that in a while." I liked those kind of things, even though they clearly were a reference to the fact that we know they talk fast and that they haven't done it in a while. Um, but yeah, some of it was just I and I can't I can't tell if I think the writing was clunky or if it was all Alexis Bledel's acting in that scene because it was that was really bad for me like the the Ben Affleck joke she made like all of the things she was saying she seemed like she was overacting everything or something it was really weird
0: trying to find her rhythm again maybe
1: yeah yeah which I mean I guess if I haven't done a job in almost 10 years I probably would take a little bit to figure it out you figure they would have like reshot it until it came back but you know whatever um, yeah, but going, after
2: that, I was really impressed with her acting. Normally, I don't think she's all, she's that good. Which I feel bad saying, but me too. Especially after was... we see the way
1: she holds cups,
2: I figured oh, we were oh, going God. to have a
1: lot of that awkwardness. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But no, I thought she was great too. I was yeah. the rest of the the entire series. I was really happy with her. Yep. Um, and I'm going to give it a uh, fifth position as well. Um, just the fact that we were back in Stars Hollow was. More than I can even express. i I watched winter at my husband's suggestion just again last night because he wanted to watch it for the first time. i I had to watch all of the episodes by myself. I could not have somebody else in the room with me. And he at the like you I could hear him laughing like just at the same place as he would always laugh if we were watching regular episodes of Gilmore Girls. And then at the end, he declared it brilliant. And I really do think it was brilliant because it was just, Exactly what we needed to get back into that world, and it felt like we never left, which was so amazing to me. It was so impressive that they were able to accomplish that that it was just like it's been nine years, and I feel like this is just a new episode. Yeah. you know we had a, we had a summer hiatus and now we're back. it's crazy, so yeah I give I give winter fifth position
0: you guys in your ASP love, yeah, can't help it. <laughs> Yeah,
2: we're the only ones here who love ASP that much.
0: Yep. It's unusual. You you clearly hate her. I hate her so much. I should have told her that. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hold on, I gotta take a break. Just a second. Or you guys can keep talking with me, but hold on.
2: We could talk about her. Yeah, good. Finally.
1: <laughs> I've always waited for this opportunity. Can you believe that bitch only gave
2: it four with the releve? <laughs> I assume that we're cutting this part out. Yeah. Or we can be like nerdist where they are always like, we're going to cut this part out. It'll be and fine. Then like you, don't, do. you didn't cut it out. Why even say that? <laughs> Just don't even comment about how you're going to cut it out. Because all it does my, is make it weird when I listen to it later. And you My didn't. favorite
1: part is, the, my favorite version of that ever was when they allowed like 10 minutes of Kristen Ritter going through her purse and throwing out old bottles of juice.
2: Oh, yeah. And they left it then. There's also when they, uh, with Nathan Fillion, like, five years ago, and they're at his house, and they're asking for tweets, but they, like, they're not getting any service, so it's just them sitting there like, I have three bars. Oh, no, but didn't post. Wait, <laughs> did yours go through? Oh and then, like, guys. A like, little editing Nothing, not nothing of substance has happened. You could have just edited it out.
1: Edited. Yeah, what Rob up? and I like for ours we we like the first one we did we super edited everything, like he edited out every um and stuff like that, and then we started listening to Nerdist and we're like, fuck this! And I mean, we don't leave everything. And if it's like I'm running to the bathroom, we're going to edit it out, but
2: right,
1: we're not as picky.
0: I'm back.
2: Ooh. We were talking about how we were gonna cut this out, or we could be like Nerdist and say we're gonna cut it out and, and then, then not, not cut, cut it out, out. yeah. Yeah. Well, cat so was trying to knock time. down
0: the house, so I had to go control. You know, her. as you do. Yeah.
2: You Ouch! Know.
0: Face mask.
2: Is this a sport thing?
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I <laughs> okay. Anywho, so
2: I always love when they do the face mask, and then they're like, "What? I didn't do that." I'm like, "Dude, you really didn't feel the fact that you were grabbing onto his face mask and whipping his head around? Come on, we all saw it."
0: Anyway continue okay and so yeah let's move on to spring it's a good season it in, is a good season in general april what's the date april oh well, i can't even remember the quote now never mind um, <laughs> i was trying to think of the line from april Con- showers bring may flowers <laughs> no from miss congeniality when they ask oh, for the perfect April, date. April 23rd.
2: Yeah. this is 23rd. Something like that. It's, it's April. not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I love that movie. One time my friend texted me and was like, describe, and it was on that day. And she just said, describe your perfect date. And I was driving, so I just glanced down at it really quick at a stoplight. <laughs> And then I had the next fifteen minutes of my commute being like, "Oh God, she's like setting me up with someone, and am I am I really supposed to come up with what kind of date I want to go on?" But then, luckily, I had all that time to contemplate, and I realized, "I was like, Oh no, congeniality. got it." Wait, what <laughs> date is it that... again? Oh, okay, I'm safe. Yeah, uh... like, oh, you're not actually asking me for my date preferences. So you can set me up with some weird guy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, spring. So, so spring. uh, uh, We're a little light on the uh, Bunheads connections, but there are connections nonetheless. The biggest one being uh, Julia... I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Goldani Tellis. Yeah, that one. uh, Who plays Sasha and Bunheads and Sandy of Sandy Says in Gilmore Girls. Um, And so my thing about her is... When we first started Bunheads, or the first time I watched Bunheads, I always felt like the Sasha character was supposed to be the Rory character, you know, because the Rory to Michelle or whatever, but when you have A.B. next to her, I'm like, they're nothing alike. I don't know why I ever thought that. They don't have the same personality or anything. No, not at all. My problem with that whole storyline was that, I mean
2: part of it's on Rory, like, you show up for any type of meeting or interview like that, like, you need to be prepared, you've been, how long have you been in the workforce, you know, to show up prepared for an interview, like, you have to know, oh, they might ask me this, what would my answer be, but also, like, she spent a year, like, stalking her, trying to get her to come work for her website, and then sits her down, like, she's just, any other person who sent in a generic application.
0: I mean, yeah, she basically, I mean, she didn't basically tell her. She told her that this does not end until I get a yes from you. And Rory came to give her a yes, and she's like, no,
1: I was really disappointed but, I mean, in Grace's
0: ability to
1: like think on her feet. Even if you didn't, yeah. even if you didn't come prepared and you went in the situation and realized this is kind of where the interview was going, I even would be able to go, Oh, well, and would just come up with a bunch of stuff off the cuff. You know, I'm sure she's been thinking or working on some pieces. She could have thrown them out there, but she was just like completely, I think, and I, I think, you know, I think part of it was the fact that she was going into it expecting to be kind of like wooed which she had been for a year. And then things yeah. changed the minute she walked in the door. Yeah. Also, I'm going I to say I that wasn't it... that impressed with her uh, lucky red outfit. I don't no. like that dress. Yeah. I don't like it with the flats. I think that was my issue. I like the dress, but
0: with the flats, I didn't like it. Sorry. Go ahead. Maybe that was the problem. Yeah. Her lucky outfit isn't actually lucky at all. Ooh. Well,
2: she did say that she needed a different outfit to impress her.
0: It's true. She did say that she needed it. It's yeah. like, oh,
2: that's a different help. That's true. Uh, um. Yeah. And I feel like when she sat down to talk with her, it wasn't immediately like, oh, so you're in just a normal interview. It was like, oh, so what Like, what are you going to bring to the table? Yeah. And obviously she likes this one piece that you wrote and is willing to like stalk you for it. But you still, you're going to go into a meeting. Like, I have an interview tomorrow. I prepare, like, I've thought of my answers. I'm prepared to answer any type of random question that they might ask me. Yeah. Including the dreaded. So tell us about yourself. Oh, it's Just the, the worst. worst
0: question in the it, world. It is a
2: horrible but it's question. Like, even, if, even if I was walking in, like, I went my last job, which was retail. Like, I, the manager was one of my friends. I still went into that interview in, like, dressy clothes and prepared to actually talk about the job even though Mm -hmm. that's not what happened it was just a so when can you start kind of deal but but you still like you have to be prepared Rory you went to Yale you know this
0: yeah but it's she's turning out she's not a very good journalist so maybe she doesn't know this at all it's true (sighs) she's not as good as I did
2: enjoy that the Atlantic article about how she's
0: actually a horrible journalist I was like she kind of is it's like oh I missed that it's Lorelei has really been her only cheerleader and her grandparents. I mean, everyone else in her life has been like, mm, Doyle used to correct her pieces all the time and make her redo them.
2: Yeah, Jess didn't yeah. think she could be uh, the foreign correspondent that she originally wanted to be, which she obviously couldn't. Mitchum no. Huntsberger knew it from the get-go. Ooh,
1: I hate that feeling. I don't want him to be right. I know. Mm-hmm.
0: It feels dirty, guys. Which, well, the... and I
2: think I actually think a lot of it came down to when he said that, like, her immediate reaction was like, well, he says I don't have it, so I don't have it. It's like, has he actually, when he hadn't seen anything she had written, so I think her reaction to that says, told us everything we needed to know. We just didn't realize it yet. Yeah. Mm. But speaking and of also, which, But Also, there's
1: a big difference between when somebody's, like, still in college And when she's had plenty of time to prove herself, which she has now at this point and clearly has not, you can give her a pass when she's, you know, 20 years old, 22 years old. But at 32, it gets a lot harder to understand why she, you know, she can't seem to even enter into a basic
0: business conversation with potential employers, you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that does bring us to our next person who is in this episode, which is actually Mitchum Huntsberger. He shows up at a lunch between Logan and Rory that Rory didn't think anyone knew about. The complete opposite of Rico in all. <laughs> yeah. yep. But I wonder if yeah. Mitchum is just like, see, I knew it all along. Like to see that she's writing that book with that crazy lady and not being able to yeah. land her interview at Condé Nast and all that kind of stuff, just being like, yeah, I told you years ago, this was not the job for you.
2: I'm also, I am confused by the Condé Nast thing, because, I mean, Condé Nast owns a bunch of publications, but would you actually have a meeting with Condé Nast?
0: Well, she ended up meeting with GQ, right?
2: Yeah, but that's that didn't have to do with the Condé Nast meeting, because she was, even after meeting with GQ, she was still... Didn't she get an email from Condé Nast, and that's why she ends up calling the GQ guy back? I thought
0: she talked to Mitchum, and Mitchum landed her that interview with Condé Nast, which was actually with GQ. No? Well, maybe, but my question still is, you wouldn't,
2: like, it's not like I would go around, actually, I can't think of an example, because I probably would say, "I I have a meeting at Disney, even though I would have a meeting in, like, a
0: random department. Of Disney. Disney. Yeah. Or saying you have a meeting with ABC but it's actually with Disney or vice versa. Whoever, yeah. Whoever owns whoever but in that like, situation. I
2: well that's see that's where my where my metaphor is collapsing because all of the <laughs> the uh like the media companies like that. Yes a Disney owns all of these things, but Disney is still Disney. Like they're still producing. Condé Nast doesn't produce Condé Nast owns all of these publications that produces the content. That's right. where, and this I think came up in the, the Atlantic article about how Rory's a horrible journalist. And that's why the Atlantic dropped her fictional piece. Right.
0: I need to read that. I didn't even know that happened. I don't, I'm fascinated. Yeah. But no, I thought that's when she said that she wanted an interview with Condé Nast, Mitchum called, and then that's how the GQ interview came to be. Hmm. I don't know. I could be, I don't know, I could be remembering oh, wrong. Oh, it's kind or of, no.
2: it, I think it's, for, it would be like, oh, I have a meeting at Time Warner when really you have a meeting with Entertainment Weekly. Right. Like, you wouldn't say, I'm meeting with this big conglomerate that owns this publication, you would just say the publication. Right. Whatever. Rory's stupid.
0: <laughs> and the moral of the story is... <laughs>
1: And we got to see Greg Henry again. It was what we were talking about. And, um, I do not hate Mitchum as much as I normally have. And maybe it's become because of the things we've come to know about Rory over the last couple of years. So he was less disgusting to me. And also because he was kind of given the two of them the side eye as he clearly should have been because his son was being a dirty dog and Rory yep. was being gross again and dumb.
0: Has Rory yeah. learned nothing? I mean, obviously she's learned nothing, no. but. Seriously?
1: Like you haven't done this already and and broken up a marriage? I mean I know you're not hundred percent responsible for having broken up the marriage, but like you helped you break did up contribute. a marriage.
2: Yeah, did tribute.
1: and now you're going to do the same thing with somebody who's clearly engaged. I I was so it was blowing my mind to see the people who are arguing for Logan and that, well, Logan really does love her and they're supposed to be together. And I was like, that's great. Like your
2: engagement.
1: Yeah. Did Logan once offer to break the engagement? I'm not saying I don't think he loves her. I really do think he loves her. And I think she loves him, too. But then go. I'm going to be okay with not marrying the person my family wants me to marry. But instead, he just spinelessed his way out like
0: normal, just like Christopher does. And, yep. and that's you know, the thing. I mean, Amy has said that yes, herself. Sir Christopher. Is that she wanted, when she created Logan, she wanted it so Rory could be dating her father because she has father issues. Yep.
1: And then there's so many people who I saw a post today where somebody was so mad and they were like, Logan and Christopher are not the same. And I was like, well, in fact, the creator had him, created the character specifically for that purpose. But, and also, even if she didn't or even if we didn't know that, the revival tells you everything you need to know about that. It's so clear in the, up, in the scene with Christopher that that was the whole point is that they come full circle and it's the exact same yes. person. But yeah, whatever, whatever makes you feel better about Logan. Okay. I think
2: I saw someone to be... trying to, trying to say that Logan was like Luke. I'm like, uh, yes. no, no, no. If anyone has grown up to be like Luke, I mean, Dean seems to have gotten there. Good for Dean. Dean seems happy, happily married with all his kids. Cause there's nothing oh, to do in Scranton. Four freaking kids. Oh my God. You're but like seasons, Jess is obviously is kidding. Continue. Sorry, Jess is obviously the one who's grown up to be Luke. Yes. Like absolutely. maybe I mean for me I think Jess is Rory's Luke, but like even if he's not, he's he's grown into Luke. Yeah. Logan yes. is never going to be Luke. Like there's Logan. no way that Logan can be Luke. Well,
1: Logan hasn't grown up either. He's still using his money and his power to make these grand gestures that he thinks is going to win over the world. And I'm so over that. And it's different when you're 22. That kind of stuff seems impressive. But when you're 32, that's no longer something that I'm interested in. Like, clearly, OK, so great. You're going to fly to, to Connecticut. You're going to do this whole Life and Death Brigade thing, which was beautiful and awesome and really well filmed. It apparently
2: took a month to film. Really, I mean, I haven't I haven't read it yet, but that's the that's the article article that Osceola just posted.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, but again, he's not ending that night by saying, "Oh, and by the way, Rory, I'm leaving my fiance and I'm going to be with you." So it means nothing. And when you're 32, you start to realize that that's not you know, great. He gave you a Birkin bag. Who gives a shit? You know, it's not. Grand yeah. gestures, once you get older, I mean, I, spent, I mean, even at 22, I'm sure the three of us at 22 wouldn't have been impressed by this dude. But
2: I hated Logan the first time I watched it. Me too. So, no, I was not impressed with him. Well, yeah, the second, I, was, when I watched it again, I actually liked him, and I was more critical of Rory, because I didn't see him as ever trying to change her. She just kind of changed herself to fit in with him. But yeah. now with this, I'm like, ah, oh, Logan, I had yeah. come around to you, and then...
0: What do you do? I think it he would have been different if he long did the, affair. He did the big grand gesture, but at the end, saying "I broke up with my fiance," and yes, you're the one that I that want. Been, this is this is what I'm here for. That's actually what I thought he was going to say. That's what I thought was going to happen.
1: Instead, he's basically m- making her a kept
2: side piece, where he's like, "Here's a house." Yep.
1: Gross. And by the way, now here's have to here's the, the
2: family house in Maine that no one uses. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to have a house since? state that no one in your family ever uses but you still have like a cleaning lady i'd be real nice she'll cook for
1: you she'll clean for you huh
0: because that's exactly who like that's the other thing he still hasn't learned who rory is that's not rory
1: yeah exactly
0: logan (laughs) stupid huntsburgers
1: Mm -hmm. ruin everything so megan one what position do you rate spring
2: uh I don't know. It's hard. I'll go the what's the the half thing? The four in and a half four or whatever.
0: Th- yeah, that thing. We can call it whatever we want, guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Four and a half. I'll give a four and a half position. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I really love at Chilton. And actually, I really think um
0: Oh, yeah, Chilton wasn't three- spring. That means Liza was yeah, in this episode, really... which means we could talk about that too. Continue. Well, we already talked about. Liza. Well, I I'm a, I only put
1: the people when they first showed up because I figured otherwise.
2: Yeah,
0: no, but it just reminds me of what happened in that episode.
2: Like, she
1: was oh, so yeah, good man. in that she episode. But like,
2: I loved her. I loved them at Chilton. I loved. I actually think Rory as what I mean. She dismisses it right off the bat, but I actually think she would make a great teacher at Chilton. She can yes. obviously connect with those kids. She's passionate about whatever subject they would have her teach. I think that that's what she should do. And she can write and teach and it'll be great. And then she can live with Jess and be happily ever after. I like that Um, plan. Let's work on it. But yeah, I loved uh, and I loved Paris. I loved the Contra the contrast between Rory and her fun moment and Paris, like quoting Stalin to these four high school students.
1: <laughs> and then I loved when the, the students had to have a debrief with Headmaster post- Charleston later because they were, and they were like mortified. You could tell they had, like, their lives had been ruined from having to hear her talk.
2: Yeah. Post Paris. Uh, I take no post- off the half because we get back into Lorelai and Luke lying to each other. Yeah. That's true. Like, can't, can't you just tell each other what happened? Like, Well, the line hey, thing, your I, I mother... kind of like, hey, your mother showed up and forced me to look at real estate. Oh, really? She also quit therapy, but I'm still going on my own because I clearly have issues and haven't gotten over my father's death. How hard is that to just say yeah. that to each
0: other? Oh, I know. But that's the thing. I really think that Amy Sherman Palladino was trying to pick up from season six and bring it current. So she still had them had to have them not communicating so she could continue her story the way it was supposed to go. Yes. I guess. And I can also assume
2: that they haven't had these types of communication issues and that it's just coming up now because Laura lies off with Richard's death and that makes Luke off. And so they're just like, I don't even know what to do with you right now. Yeah. So that's going to, that's, that's going to be my, my head canon, is that they've been perfectly fine and very communicative for the past nine years. And it's just recently that they've fallen back into bad habits.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, every relationship goes through. So I can I can co-sign that one.
2: And at least... Oh, time... wait. This is the episode with my favorite lines, though. Which one? Uh, you have your uh, notes. That's what's the, not fair. What's the point of living if we're never going to bag Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you as soon as they started talking about Jennifer Lawrence. Everyone I know thought of me when they said Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I love love Jennifer Lawrence, guys. I can't help...
0: That's a whole other podcast. That
2: is a whole other (laughs) podcast.
0: All right. Okay, Megan, two. What position do you give Spring? Spring. So many things just, like, popped up in my head now talking about this because... Oh, wow. What do I give this episode? Guys, I haven't had enough time to process all the episodes. I know. It's part of the problem. Um... I'll give it a. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna give it a four and a half, four in revelé, four four and something. Um, four and a half. Four and a half. Um, yeah, it was it was strong. I can't think of anything particular that would knock it down a half, but uh, I find the final two to be like the real kickers of the se- series. Um, so spring, winter and spring are really good, but they're nothing compared to summer and fall. So that's where I stand.
1: I'm also going to give it a four and a half. Um, actually my, I think my two favorites were winter and fall. Um, but I, and I love spring and there was nothing that stood out to me that I was so put off by it. I just keep comparing it to my reactions to winter and fall. So I'll give it a four and a half
2: sounds good
0: all right that was quick and easy. summer summer every the time big kahuna. every time we say a uh, uh, season i get carol king stuck in my head yep yeah me too oh <sighs> so summer yeah this is the big one guys for bunheads related anyway yep. um we start out with bailey deyoung who is one of the 30-something gang or 30-something crowd. We couldn't remember. Um, I think it's gang. I could be wrong. But they
2: annoyed me, so I didn't really yeah, pay too or, much attention to what they were called. I, they were really
0: annoying. Yeah, I wish she would have had more to do, because she's better than the 30-something gang.
2: She is. She deserves more. <laughs> Give her more. I think they annoyed me because... Their their existence makes sense to me as someone who is 30 <laughs> and who has lived with no longer, but who lived with her parents much longer than anticipated because she graduated from college in 2008, guys. Guess what else was happening in 2008? The economy was tanking. Yep. Did your parents
0: but, meet with all the other parents and
2: discuss what you're going to do no, with your future? No, and they don't, <laughs> unless I ask, like if I said, hey, I'm sending in this this application, can you like check my cover letter? They would, but they're not going to ask me to give them my resume so they can critique it with other parents. That's weird. (laughs) And I think that's what bothered me that they had this actual, this actual like group of people my age who do have to do things like this, but they made it more jokey and the I don't know. It hit too close to home and I didn't appreciate it. See,
1: Well <laughs> but we do know there, there are 30 something people who are also like that and whose parents are that in- involved in their everyday
0: that's life That's true, but too. I don't think
2: that's really 30 something. I think that's more mid 20 something. Mm. Mm-hmm. But again, I,
0: I, and I, I'll go back to this. No, and I get times. what she
2: was doing. Like yeah. I,
0: it's just whatever. But I also I think while the thirty something and the thirty something parents were annoying, the way they filmed that whole summer scene with the delivering the newspapers was really cool. I yes
1: guess. it was.
0: Okay. So the the contributors are annoying, but the actual scene and the direction itself is really awesome. It's true. <gasps> Those Paladinos know what yeah, they're doing. They really do. Sometimes it's annoying how much they know. <laughs> um But the big one, guys...
1: The big kahuna.
0: The big one of all is that Sutton Foster was in this episode as Violet. Which Which was so perfect! Such a perfect name. Which I find it amusing because, like, in the... In the revival, she's like a smoker and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of makes me think of Violet from Violet the play. Yeah. So, that was fun. Um...
2: I really I don't understand because I've seen a lot of the people who don't like the series a lot of the hate they're throwing on the musical right. which again I can understand people who think like oh it was too long like I liked it but it was too long I get that I, I don't think it was too long because I could personally watch Sutton Foster and Christian Borrell sing anything at me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'd probably pay $100 to listen. It's a true story. But I don't, like, the people, like, I don't understand people who are like, that was just so weird and random. I'm like, uh, it's Stars Stars Hollow. Hollow.
0: It's not weird or random.
2: It's what they do. It's what they do. Like, again, that falls, again, into the whole, were you actually a fan of this series if you think that that's weird and out of character for this town? Because it's not.
1: It, you guys know that I was one of the people who was like, it went not a lot too long. For me, it went a little too long, and I do love Sutton Foster, and I love Christian Borel. I think they're amazing, and I could, like you, I could watch them sing anything. Um, I almost felt like the clock, I could feel the clock ticking, that I know we only had so much time with Gilmore Girls, and I was starting to get nervous that so much of it was dedicated to the to the musical but the entire one of my musical other itself, friends
2: had that too
1: yeah I mean but the entire musical itself don't get me wrong was entertaining as hell like I enjoyed every second of it I just at toward the end of it I started to get nervous that okay well let's move on because I don't want to you know possibly have her not get into something she would have gotten into because we did another, you know, whatever minutes of the musical. But it wasn't, like, an insane amount. I wasn't sitting there. Like, I know people who fast-forwarded through the entire thing, and I don't understand that. Yeah, which
2: makes no sense.
1: How do you fast-forward
0: through Sutton Foster? Ever. Well, how do you not like Sutton Foster? We learned that over the weekend, too, so. I learned
2: someone else today told me that they weren't a huge fan
0: of Sutton Foster. And I was like, what is wrong with you? People are dead to me. Not really um oh, but see possible. had had they done more than the rehearsal like had they done the rehearsal and then gone back and shown like the final of the musical then i would have said that's too much but since it was just yes. the one scene with them like doing the rehearsal and i thought longram it actually
2: Graham... wasn't even the whole thing cuz right. they talk about like oh that's civil war number which they don't actually show They show a Revolutionary War number, but not a Civil War number, so we can assume that it's
0: actually much longer than we saw. And Lauren Graham's acting and facial expressions throughout that, that's one of my favorite things in the entire world, is watching Lauren Graham act with just her face. She's so brilliant in that scene. It's so funny to see her being like, this is awful, and then you have Tom and Sophie (laughs) clapping hands in the background. That was fantastic. And Sam Pancake, like,
2: why are you writing so much? What's wrong with you? This is perfect. Yeah. My favorite part
1: of that scene was um them looking for another number and Carol King saying she Sophie saying she has a song and, and Taylor asking if it was catchy, catchy and she starts playing, I feel the earth move under my that's feet And he's catchy. like, No, that's horrible. What are you
2: doing? <laughs> yeah, when she's like, you know, Taylor, I've written a few songs. I'm like, God, understatement know. of the century. And then she goes, I haven't really done anything with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and I mean. also
1: loved. Um, yeah, I loved Sam Pancakes' just reaction. He was. He looked like he was like so thrilled through the entire thing, which was adorable. And the Nate guy looking like he was death warmed over the entire yeah. time. They're yeah. like, that's
0: Nate's favorite, and he's like completely impassive face. Yeah. Um And then I was excited. I was because I was concerned that Lauren Graham and Sutton Foster wouldn't have a scene together. So I was glad that even if yeah. it was just a few lines that they could have that exchange, and for it to be—it was like totally not what I expected at all. Like I expected maybe if there was a scene to have it be uh Violet like gushing at Lorelai because I thought maybe she'd be playing Lorelai in the
1: yeah, that's the what musical. I
0: um, But to see them. You know, not like each other or whatever, and for Sutton to be off screen, <laughs> yelling, "I don't need your validation." I love that line. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was so good. Like we tweeted I just, to Sutton Foster, if she ever needs, feels the need to uh, vent about filming that whole musical, we're here. We'll listen.
2: We are. We will always listen.
0: And it was. I was to- so impressed
2: with the fact that. Because, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have gotten divorced and if they got an opportunity to do something that they used to love with their ex, wouldn't think twice, like would never even contemplate being like, oh, we should get them involved, too. So the fact that she said like one of her first thoughts was like, we need a part for Christian. I'm just it's just so impressive to me.
0: Yeah, it really is
2: so mature. And I loved how every
1: time, every time I saw Sutton and in this, I kept thinking about what we knew, like how much we knew being in Stars Hollow meant to her in real life. Yeah. And I kept I kept thinking that as she's on the stage in Miss Patty's and knowing in real life that she would have she had the same reaction we would have had walking onto the set and like being just fangirling all over the
2: place it was so cute. Yeah.
0: And then I love that, I mean, it's one of the biggest moments in the whole revival. It sets, it sets everything in motion for a fall. Um, that she finally got to sing like a real song and look normal and be normal and be amazing and be Sutton Foster. Um, yep. I mean, and that song was fantastic. I know. When is it? When is the soundtrack coming out? Yeah, Uh, we need a soundtrack. They should really put that on iTunes. Um, I know they
1: had it on Spotify yesterday, or I saw that it was supposed to be on Spotify. But
0: with Sutton's song too?
1: Oh, I'm going to check it while you guys are talking um,
2: okay.
0: but yeah she's just perfect and then like to see Lauren Graham's reaction Does, I think everyone needs Sutton Foster to sing them their theme song of life no. agreed just seems get video. my shit back together just sing to
1: me until I figure out what I'm going to do with my life yeah
0: she made me cry the song made me cry and Lauren Graham's crying made me cry And there was so Lauren Graham's crying. crying always makes me cry
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. She's so good, good like at that. It. Yeah. And then we had the big Luke and Lorelai fight at the end, which was spectacular. People always find think that I'm, I'm weird, right? What?
2: No, I was saying that and
0: uh, the fight with Rory in the oh, cemetery. Oh, the fight with Rory in the cemetery, yeah.
2: Lauren Graham, angry and upset like that is always amazing. Like,
0: she's so good at it. Well, the Kelly Bishop-Lauren Graham fight in winter after the funeral is one of the worst, most wonderful things to watch. (laughs) It's horrible, but amazing. I remember during the original run, there would be, like, these big emotional scenes, and I would say how much I love it, and people would be like, but it's not, I mean, nothing good happened. I'm like, nothing good happened in the story, but the acting and that was amazing. It's Those are amazing scenes to watch. The scene in uh, season three when she fights with Christopher at Friday night dinner. That's oh, a great scene. That's one of my favorites. And people would be like, yeah, but it's with Christopher. I don't care who it's with. That's an amazing scene. Yeah, you can't just appreciate the acting that went into that. Yeah. And the writing.
1: Yeah. No, nope, I agree with you. So anyway.
0: So, um, all so- right.
1: So. Summer, we're done talking about Summer? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, I believe so. All right. So, Megan, one, what is your, what position do you give Summer?
2: Five. Without a question. If only for, I mean, I love the musical, and then if only for those two, those scenes at the end yeah. with all the uh, the arguments. They're just so Amazing. I just, I love it all, and I just want to sit here and watch it again and again and again forever.
1: Why, why do I have to go to work and, like, have a life and do stuff? Because I just really just want to watch it, like, 12 more times.
0: I know. I was on vacation all last week, and I came back today, and I'm really busy. And I'm like, but I just want to sit around and talk about Gilmore Girls with my friends. Why do you have to interrupt me with this, like, work stuff that you're paying me for? I don't... touch shit. I don't understand. And then we'd have Netflix on in the background, and since it's new, Netflix kept... Uh, Uh, recommending that we watch it and I'm like I want to watch it can we watch it can we (sighs) it never happened though anyway but I will write the episode you should you I have an argument for you to make okay what's the argument
2: well that some people in it
0: Oh, or uh, like,
2: are also there, so it's true. I think yeah, it counts. So it's
0: like you're advertising. Be like, listen, Amy Sherman-Palladino wrote here. Sutton Foster has been here for two shows. Liza Wilde is on. Liza Wild like, is currently show. on. Liza Wild is currently here. Uh, so yeah, obviously. Now, figure out where I work, guys, because I just gave you all the clues in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's also why I kind of paused what I was saying. But you... Oh, do you want to take it out?
0: No, it's too late now. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know That's too late. We can try to take it out. That's fine. Um, it will be very nerdist. Um, but yeah, I would also <laughs> give it a five. No question. Five and a half. If there's a six position, I would give it a six position.
1: I agree. I will give it a five. I mean, there's nothing I didn't like about it. Everything was great. Sutton was great. The musical itself was great. I I did admit that I thought it went on a little too long, but the musical itself was amazing, and I could have watched it all day if I wasn't nervous that we only had six hours to use of ASP's time. Um, Yeah, five for me, absolutely.
0: That's interesting, because not once when I was watching did I worry about the time. I don't know if it was just because I was so, like into it at the time I wasn't thinking about the time but I never felt like we were rushed or that things were rushed or that there wasn't enough of something
1: it wasn't rushed I don't know how to describe it I didn't feel rushed but I just I don't know it's hard to describe but then again I didn't even like I totally forgot about the final four words until they were said and all of a sudden because I didn't like realize where I was in the episode and how the fact that it was going to come up anytime now and was not thinking that way. And then when it hit me, I was like, and it was like two seconds after they said it, I was like, oh shit, that
2: was
0: the final four words. Yeah. Hard yeah. to, hard to miss God. when it cut away so quickly.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah. In that scene, like my heart rate kept going up. Cause I was like, okay, any it's second coming. now, I started counting words. Now, she's going to say these words. And I'm like, I can never go back to a time where I haven't heard the final four words. I am. Um, and then she did. And I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, out loud, my um, poor cat.
0: I started counting cooking. words when Lorelai was at the mansion asking for money. I'm like, was that the final four words? Was that the f-? And, I mean, there are still 20 <laughs> minutes left at that so, point. You're like, the you rest think- of the episode will be silent. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be
1: like a silent film. All right. Well, with that, we should probably get into fall. We are
0: into fall, yeah. Yep. So yeah. Um, we'll name the big ones first. So the biggest one, of course, was Stacy Oristano. Woo! Truly, she, I love truly, she played Allie, a hiker in the in the Wild uh, Pacific Crest book, Trail book, not movie book, not movie. First book. I said to Megan last night, "I'm like now I have to read Wild," and she's like, "But you have to watch the movie." I said, "No, but the well, you can do. I'm saying you can do
2: both. You should do both. The movie is really good. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. I've I've I haven't read, read, the, book. I I read the book. I also don't plan and... to hike the Pacific <laughs> Crest Trail." Because I'm not I read, crazy. I read the book and saw the movie and
1: they you should do both of them. They were both very good. Yeah.
0: So yeah I've heard the book is very good. I just The book is it. very good. Yeah. It's on my list. I'm not a big reader. The I always movie, say I'm going to read but I'm not a big reader.
2: Interestingly the movie uh, and I heard this from a lot of other women I know who saw it. There are moments where like she comes across guys in the woods because they're all hiking and like Men thought nothing of it, but women, like, you're sitting there like, okay, so when is this guy going to attack her? Because it's just so ingrained in you yeah, that you're like, well, she's alone in the woods with a man. Obviously, he's probably going to attack her. That has to be what happens next. And it was it was an interesting uh, lesson to learn about my view of the world.
1: Yeah. The same thing happens in the book, too, the exact same thing. You're like, okay, this isn't going to end well. And then you realize, yeah, why do and I... You realize
2: like, it's just yeah. you projecting anyway guys
0: uh um so yeah i guess that's the biggest storyline in in the in the final episode is the one that stacy is attributed to it's funny because stacy says that stacy Orsano said in her in an interview that she comes in and plays the girl that causes problems but she doesn't do that at all she's just another (laughs) maybe she was just joking maybe Mm -hmm. but she because she doesn't do that at all Um, The other Another fan favorite That was in this uh, episode Was Maven Hughes uh, I was going to say Lauren Graham's mother But no Uh, (laughs) Amy Sherman Palladino's mother She's been uh, In Gilmore Girls and Bunheads And anything Amy has produced I think Uh, And in this she played the cigarette lady In the tango club That the LDB go to And, you know, the LDB, that was a fantastic. I hate the LDB, but what they did in this episode was amazing. Agreed. It
2: was. I like when I watch them, I'm always like, I think I would hate them as people if we met. Yes. But they're really entertaining.
1: Yes. They're good. That's exactly it. Yeah. When when Colin's talking about buying the club and buying the bed and breakfast in real life, I'd be like, ugh, gross. Yeah. But the way they word everything and the way they act between the three of them, Finn, Robert and, and Colin are just always entertaining. Yep.
0: Finn is my favorite.
1: Finn's my favorite, too.
0: Finn is also Rory's favorite.
1: Although Finn ended up the least attractive out of the three, which I was surprised by. Oh, I disagree. He, I, I
0: disagree. I, we've Really? This I thing. feel like he didn't age well. We've had this conversation oh, before. Yeah, I think Nick is. Holmes
1: aged the best.
0: I think Tank has gotten hotter as the years go on. Really? Um, yes. craggy like, looking to me. Pictures yeah. he posts
2: on Twitter where it's like, oh, I went fishing and here I am shirtless in a boat. And I'm like, I, mean, oh, I can look at you. His okay. body's really good. I'm not going to say that. Like his face just looks
1: like he Lights didn't age yeah. well. Oh, he's I like, so I like Nick Holmes's hair, Robert Grimaldi's hair. Now I'm all about that. He looks good. And then you guys told me, and I recently learned this too. Colin works for Buzzfeed. Yeah. I never realized that until like last week you mentioned it. He's a it, video you know videographer or
0: something like that. Oh, he's cool. The, yep. He's on the BuzzFeed video side.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, yes, I agree with you. The Life and Death Brigade scene in this episode was not, it was gorgeous and super entertaining. And I loved, actually, yeah, like you guys, I hate the LDB, but I was, I was into it.
0: Yeah, I took me, I, as soon as I started playing the Beatles song, I know it's the version from, oh God, what is it, Across the Universe? Mm -hmm. and for three days I'm like I know what this song is I know what the movie that they're doing right now is but I couldn't remember it until like last night at midnight I sent Megan a text I was like across the universe she's like what are you talking about
2: (laughs) (laughs) my thing with that scene because she sits down and the computer is there and I'm sitting here like what is is this a dream because she didn't she got rid of the computer she was using her laptop last time she was at this desk and then you've got like the picture And then the bird that's talking to her. And I'm like, what? It's like, is she dreaming? Has Rory lost her mind? Is that what officially has happened? And it was it was it was too much for me to handle. But then, you know, the other the filing lady says an omnia paratus. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Never mind. I, I like the callback
1: to the monitor with the computer where that was like the first time. Logan reached out to her when he said he was going to let her get in with the Life and Death Brigade, and that he yeah. did it the same way at the uh, the Yale Daily News office.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, but how? Like, she sits down at this computer and not once does she think to herself, wait a second, I got rid of this computer.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. A lot of it, like the bird, like, a lot of the things could have happened, the, the pig, obviously, the guy on the unicycle, the bird confused me, because how did you get the bird to do that? So, yeah, I a lot of a it was just kind of surreal.
2: Well, and there was the, the That's light like, up sign that went from flowers to tonight. Yes. That were, and I'm like, there's no, like they were the neon coil type lights where it's only for that letter. Like there's no way you change that.
1: Yeah. But so I think was, it was meant to be like partially surreal and, and I like yeah. the steampunk feel of it all. That was very cool.
0: Oh, them walking out from the fog was the coolest thing. And then yeah. that yeah. shot up the side of the building. The building was the best. I love that shot. Amy Sherman Palladino did a couple of really awesome shots in this. I mean, this whole episode, it's, it's like the perfect 90 minutes of Gilmore Girls ever created. Yep.
2: It's visually stunning. It's just Between amazing. that and the wedding. It's and like, then oh, the oh, wedding God. scene. Oh. And because I have no
1: faith in people, I assume that the people who didn't like the revival were not going to like the Life and Death Brigade thing in the wedding because people have no imagination or creativity but i really haven't heard i haven't heard anybody complain about those most of the people i have heard complain about the musical, the musical which is so weird to me which
0: is weird cuz that's like the most star hollowish thing to happen oh what's happening whoa oh, what's <laughs> going on my uh,
2: i don't know how to do this <laughs> my mom's calling me <laughs> there we go oh. i just changed my ringtone today to my christmas one
0: um, but speaking of the wedding, and something that's very Amy, Amy Sherman Palladino, and the, one of the best shots in the entire series it was Lauren Graham on the ladder when she takes down the top hat. That is brilliant. Yes. Because
1: well, you she don't get the even top
2: see hat. Him and then, behind her. I know.
0: He that's does, true. He but does Rory see. also gets the top hat with the life and death life scene. And, yes. Yep. Yeah. He gets top hats. Uh, asp top hat and it's only like it's things like that that i love that like if you're a hardcore fan you would see it but it's not so cheesy that it's like oh don't do that but you're like yeah. oh a top hat that's amy sherman palladino if you know amy sherman palladino and it's like oh that's so awesome
1: yeah it's <sighs> beautiful
0: um, and I love how proud Kirk
1: looked when when she said it's perfect. I and he know. looked so proud of himself. So
2: proud. Him and his pig, Pedal. <laughs> Him and Pedal.
0: Oh,
2: I love that the town chipped in to buy Kirk and Lulu a pig just so they wouldn't have children.
1: <laughs>
0: Figured it'd buy them a few more years. Yeah. Oh. So. Wait, who did we um, uh, oh, The Alex other Borstein. Yeah, the other big one is Alice, Alex Borstein. Miss Celine. I don't think we knew about her before, did we? I don't I, I don't remember knowing if we did. Was, I didn't. I yelled out loud when she walked down the stairs. I was so excited. Oh actually that that reminds me, did did we know about Sasha? See, I feel like a- I didn't. See, I I think we did
2: because I wasn't surprised. See, I was was surprised, but I wasn't surprised surprised by like Bailey. I
1: knew Bailey was going to be there. I was I I wasn't expecting Sasha, but it might have been one of those things that I knew and just fell out of my brain.
0: I don't remember. I have to go back now because Megan and um, our friend Stacy have said that they knew about her. I don't remember knowing about her. So now I have to go back to Osiello's cast listing and see if she was in there.
1: Did we know about Peter Krause and Jason No, Redford? no. Those
0: okay, are no, absolute those cool. two were like under wraps.
1: That one was cool. I wasn't I didn't know that, but I didn't know if maybe it was something I missed and you guys knew about it.
0: Peter Krause was amazing. They were so oh, cute. So yeah, they, yeah. cute. I'm like, are like are they like that all the time? Because that's adorably sickening. Yep.
1: <sighs> I love them.
0: They're so good. This episode oh, so good. The Lauren Grant or Lorelai calling Emily and crying about Richard. Oh. oh if she just, how does she do so
2: much like with no one to play off of? It's just her and a phone. How does she do it? I don't know. Oh. If she doesn't at the very least get nominated, I I'm I'm going to probably give, break my TV. I Not give really up. give expensive, up
0: entertainment. But, but yeah. look like, yeah, I mean she does things like she says, I know, I think it's 12 times in that one scene, and every single time it's different. How do you yeah. do that? How do you put so much emotion in so many different ways to two words? I don't understand. Why is she so good, guys?
1: Because she's Lauren Graham. I guess. And she's made of perfection and unicorn tears.
0: It's why her and Sutton Foster have to do something together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <gasps> And then the only other one that we didn't mention yet, which is a very small one, but a woman named Stephanie Bast, who played um, one of the hiker girls with Stacy Oristano. And we saw her a bunch in Bunheads because she's actually Sutton Foster's best friend. Yeah. Um, she played who we come to know as Yoga Pants Girl. She played a doctor. She played the girl in the line behind her at, the, at Bash's coffee shop.
0: So... Yeah, that's just kind of a fun one to see that Sutton Foster can got a lot of her friends in it, too. Oh. Or maybe yeah. she's a friend of Amy Sherman Palladino's now. I don't know. But who knows?
1: So, uh, Megan, one, what rating do you give Fall? If we have five. Ask.
0: I know, right? Five, I mean, guys. Five, I'd give
2: it a ten if five. I could. Thirty-two. I'd give it a thirty-two.
0: So Infinity, guys. So
2: good. I mean, you've got... There's so much that you have. You've got her phone call to Emily, which is just, uh, punch right to the face. And then, uh, the scene where she goes to Emily to ask for money and oh it's the dialogue God. from the
0: pilot from the pilot. Oh God.
2: Emily, uh, that killed Richard's me. Uh, oh, that killed me. So, you and need then money. even during the wedding, during the wedding scene, which also the second, reflecting light started playing i'm yes. just a, a bubbling mess it oh awful. yes but then like in the middle of it you cut to emily at her new house in nantucket and i've heard from a lot of people and i agree that their absolute favorite storyline of the whole thing is emily and how she gets to this place yes. at the end, yes. which was perfect but she's in that house and she like goes up to richard's picture and kisses her hand and like puts it on the picture and i'm just mm-hmm. like oh my god what are you doing to me why are you doing all of these things that are making me cry?
0: Yeah, but no, yeah, I agree
2: just, with that. Uh, her
1: storyline was one of the the best. Like, are you really going to care more about Rory and her boys than you're going to care about, you know, someone in her sixties or seventies who, after fifty years, has to figure out who she is again?
0: And isn't you know, her isn't how she ends up like perfect? You wouldn't know that was what you expected of Emily, but it's exactly what Emily yeah. should be. <laughs> Yep. Scaring the shit out of little children <laughs> about whale
2: killing. Yeah, whales. reminds never to go to a whaling museum. That's the, <laughs> that looks
0: horrifying. But then at the same time, she's at her house and she's tucking in the children of Berta oh, and all that Berta's kind of stuff. Berta's kids. Yeah, yeah she yeah. kept a maid for a year. A year. I know that was yep. my first thought and when, when she moved the second one.
2: These family members into her home. Yep.
0: She got this whole second family that she can take care of and can take care of her.
1: When she made Berta go back to bed because she was sick and even though Berta was like you can't cook, you get soup I'm going to have to clean all the soup off the oven I don't know how a woman who's your age hasn't figured out how to cook soup yet
0: But she's making but she was somebody so- else soup Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. And the D.A.R.
2: The bullshit <gasps> scene Ugh. So amazing In that
1: scene she said bullshit multiple times She said pricks, or no she said pricks later
0: She said "tits." Yes. She's like it was. She said, "Douche." Yep. Oh, and she said, "Vagina." She said, "Vagina House with with
2: Lorelai," where she's like, "It was called the Clam Shack." I guess "Vagina House" was taken, and I was like, "Emily Gilmore."
0: (laughs) That's like like, when did you? Where she said she was (laughs)
2: going to get rid of
1: those Blackstone pricks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When did you become a (laughs) mammoth play? (laughs) Mm. Oh, I love this Emily
1: so much. And I mean, I love she just laid it on the line with the D.A.R. thing. Like, were you guys going to let her in? No, but that's not how we do it. And she's like, I'm just fucking like this. this I like when she said, on. this is dead to me. Yeah. And it, yes,
0: it, it died, it died when Richard. Richard died. Yeah. Oh, guys, this is like the perfect episode. It really was. It
2: was and I don't understand how people can't like it.
0: I agree. I don't. know people? I feel Even like they were watching a different heard.
2: show or something or maybe... Know. I don't like know. those final words, they were, ob- they were shocking. That's not, I don't know what, I honestly don't think I had ever thought about what they were. I didn't know. Because anytime either. I tried, like I couldn't really, not knowing what the story around those words yeah. were going to be, like there's no way to guess. That's, but that's not what I would have expected. But the no. more I think about it, it's like, no, everything has come full circle.
0: Yeah. That's why I feel like Rory Rory fans need to take a second before they react and like think about the nuances that is Amy Sherman-Palladino and how she works. Everything makes complete sense if you just take a second and think about it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I will admit when that when you heard the final four words, and especially because it ended so abruptly, I came out to my husband out in the living room. And I was just like, my mouth was my jaw was open, and I couldn't talk. And, and then I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. And it was like not that I didn't like it, but that, like you said, Megan, one, I wasn't expecting it, and I didn't really have an idea of what I was expecting. And then it was literally two minutes later where I was like, "Oh wait, that makes total sense. Why am I even yeah. questioning this?" So I can <laughs> understand, yes, the 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 shock of it, but then shortly thereafter, you have to realize how beautifully full circle it was, and they they use the term "full circle" so many times in the in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, the how. I don't, like, how can you not, admit it's perfect, and as I think I've said to you guys, like, okay, I would have had a hard time if these were the final four words when they should have been 10 years ago, and Rory was like 23, Um, but she's 32, 33 now, like, you know, it's it's not crazy that she would be pregnant, and I don't, I don't know, I heard somebody, um, somebody gave the, I saw, somebody gave a theory that she's actually pregnant with Luke and Lorelai as Luke and Lorelai surrogate. Ooh.
2: Okay, that's I'm insane. Like,
1: no, exactly. That was. I feel like we're we're reaching a little bit. Somebody did make the point that maybe she's pregnant with the Wookiee's baby, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we know whose baby and she's is. she's
2: really pregnant then. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> wait. My I, one. There was one I saw. I read where it was like. Well, can we assume it's Logan's? Because they broke up at the end of summer. And I'm like, dude, it's fall. It's been like two months. Yeah. It's not like they've been apart for a year and we're just supposed to magically accept that she's pregnant with this child. They've been apart for a few weeks. They yeah. obviously slept together with that last night. Can I? I, think it's, I yes.
0: Put it on record in all, for all eternity that I knew she was pregnant from the time she talked to Christopher. Cause no one else seemed to get that point.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that. And I'm really impressed with you. I did not do. And my friend, my other friend also named Megan, there are a lot of us. It was a very popular name in the mid to late eighties. She was like, yeah, just the, the question she was asking, just the way she said them. It just, that's what it made me think. Whereas I'm sitting there like, yeah, you've been researching your mom and now you're mad at your dad again. And you need to go and talk to him and get him to admit that like, he just didn't care. Yeah. It's, and even yeah. I watched it again last night and even watching it again, it obviously it makes perfect sense for what it is, but I still maintain it makes perfect sense for what I thought it was. Oh, it does. Time, where it's just her being like, uh, so you didn't care that she raised me alone. Yeah. And, and just kind of like, really, can you just say it out loud? You didn't care. You left me. It was your decision. As soon as she started asking
0: those questions, I'm like, oh, she's pregnant and she needs to know if she should let Logan know or if it's okay to just go on with life. Like, that's the first thing I thought. She better let Logan know. And, like, when he handed her the coffee, I'm like, she's not going to drink that because she is pregnant. I totally expected, like, when she was walking out to, like, there would be a trash can or something and she would throw it away. I guess that would really give it away. That would have been, been too been obvious. obvious,
1: yeah. But, well, you know what's funny? I didn't even realize... It was well after... Like It was probably like a good 15 minutes after I watched The Final Four Words, and I rewound it a few times to watch it. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, that's what that phone call, that weird phone call was about. We never got closure on what the hell
2: that phone call yeah, was. was. And all of a sudden
1: it hit me. I'm, oh, I, I was I still, a little behind. I
2: still think that the phone call was just her talking to Christopher. Really? That was. I think well, that was a then, phone call with her doctor.
1: I, I thought, thought it was well, to no,
2: call doctor. Well, because she says just like, "Oh, three p three o'clock, okay." But she looks, and then like, she
0: leaves, and I just thought that that was her. But she making, leaves like she goes to walk out, and Lord Legs like, "You need your purse," and she's like, "Oh, like she's all messed up in her head because."
2: Well, yeah, but she could have already. I still, I just to me it reads like she's making a date to go talk to her dad, and she already like she already knows she's pregnant, and she's all. That's why she called him to go and talk to him, and she's still out of sorts.
1: Yeah, see, I thought it was the doctor. Yeah,
2: it could be the doctor. We don't know. We'll never. I know. am,
1: although Megan too. I am very impressed with the fact that you got that then, because I totally did not. Well, I was completely I'm shocked at those words, at that the final the, four words.
0: When you said that, I was like, "How? That was like, how did you thing, know that?" That was the first thing I said to Megan. She's like, "I can't believe the final four words." I'm like, "Yeah, but I knew she was pregnant from the time she talked to Christopher," and she's like, "How?" Like i don't well, i just did like,
2: uh, a spoiler alert for this is us right now if anyone hasn't watched it but I'd like halfway through that episode oh, i was true. I was texting with Megan and I was like okay I'm gonna say this just so it's on record but what if they are actually the other the parents of the brother and sister and then I kind of threw in later like well maybe they adopt the other one just because I was like I don't know how else he fits and she was right. Yeah, see, I was and another I was that right, was another one. Which is one where... why it really annoys me that I didn't pick up on this. Because I picked that up was... on that just based on the fact like, hey, we never really see we can't really tell what time period Milo is in, Milo and Mandy are in, whereas mm-hmm. the other ones are all like chatting on their cell phones and whatnot.
1: Mm. Yeah, see I didn't get that until the very last minute.
2: That's just payback. This you get one, us. I get one. It's true. I think I do think with this is us, if I didn't know going into it, because being on the West Coast, we like with every episode we're like, what about that big twist? Oh, so I think yeah. if I didn't know going into it that there was gonna be a big twist, I probably wouldn't have called
0: it at all. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but, fall perfection. Uh, perfection. You could not get any more perfect if you tried. I don't think. I don't think either.
1: And I think that's true of the entire Series, yes, the entire.
2: I think a year in the life
1: gets the five. Yep. Yep.
2: Well, like now I feel Ver- like emotionally Mar- spent. I know. Yeah. I was like, well, oh, Veronica Mars. I love Veronica Mars, and I loved the movie, and I loved the two books that came out after the movie that are canon. Mm-hmm. But like, it wasn't. It was one where, as I'm watching it, like, yeah, I can pick up on all these things that I don't really like about it that are different that don't really fit with what I expect from these characters. Mm. This, I do not have that at all.
0: Yep, I agree. Yeah, this was like just stepping back into Stars Hollow ten years later, hardly anything has changed. The characters are all the same. It was just, ugh, it was just so good.
1: The fact that my biggest issue with the entire four episodes is the two-second Mr. Kim thing
0: (laughs) should say a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Now that we've actually, like, talked about it, like, verbally talked about it, I'm like, I could sleep for a week. I know. Yeah. I needed, it's the car, it's the we
1: needed to talk about yeah, it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and I said, Rob and I clearly are going to be speaking about it on my other podcast, so I'm getting ready for that, too. And he watched the first two episodes, but he was watching them on his phone because he was on his way onto a trip. And I have, like, he didn't seem to love the first two episodes. Mm. So that might be an interesting conversation.
0: That would be interesting. I wonder if it'll be more in depth. Well,
2: and I wonder if it's because he was on his phone and he thinks involved, that might be it. like and involved yeah. in other things. So not maybe not. Yeah, when you're not in head. your
1: element, he's not yeah. at home. He's not sitting. In, he thinks that might have been it too. So he says he's going to rewatch when he gets home and like really make an effort. And yeah, because he's what like, what he like, thinking?
2: Planning a trip? No, <laughs> when this was coming out. Come on, no, Rob. really? Like, where are your priorities?
1: God. Even
2: if you had planned the trip before they announced the date, cancel the like, trip. Look into rescheduling.
1: <laughs> they actually ended up getting Wi Fi on the cruise ship. They ended up paying for Wi Fi just because of this. Um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. But I, yeah, I'm like emotionally spent. Uh, it, the last couple of days have just been, and people keep asking me about it, and it's almost like I can't even talk about it. I actually haven't been reading a lot of social media articles about it Yeah. neither I'm, i almost can't I'm do not ready it it's, for that it's overwhelming yeah I'm not ready that's exactly how I feel I'm not ready for it
0: yeah like I've read anything Osiello right yeah if Asiello, obviously, exactly if Osiello posts something I'm gonna read it but anything else I can't subject myself to anything that might not I fit did, in my worldview yeah exactly I did
2: read the the tv line recaps by um, Kim Roots. Mm-hmm. And I really like those. And a few of those they kind of. Like I would read something that she caught. That I didn't. So I was like mm. oh I didn't even notice that. I'll have to read that. But she I also her.
0: Article.
2: Yeah her. um, Her take on it also fits in. Very nicely with ours. That's good. So that's one I'll read. Okay good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the only things I've really been And she wrote the things- them. Sorry she wrote them. Like shoot watched winter and and wrote winter so you as you're reading them like she doesn't know what's happening happening next either oh that's cool. which i, I think is like really interesting
1: yeah yeah i was just gonna say the only things i've been reading are if i have a question about the series like the one i just shared with you guys about what happens with michelle and lorelei and the and the dragonfly mm-hmm, if i right. see something that i think is going to answer a question i might have i'll read that that was also osiello though too so i mean um, or it was TV line but yeah for the most part I like you guys i'm I'm not ready I don't want to get out of the happy bubble and I'm, I'm I don't think I'll ever read the articles that are super critical about it I mean I get it I get that it's good to have a different viewpoint but for, but not something for like this. this nope for not politics
2: absolutely everyone should get a variety of sources yeah. for their political readings not just cons- Conspiracy theories on the internet that you see on Facebook, yep. but for for opinions on Gilmore Girls, like no, I'm gonna stick with the people I know are gonna agree with me because this yeah. isn't some this isn't like screaming into the echo chamber. This this is me not wanting to have my favorite thing of this year destroyed, destroyed by other yeah. people's opinions. Yeah,
0: it's one of the few good things that have, that have happened this year, <laughs> and I need it to stay my happy spot. Yeah. Yep.
1: And I think so many people went into it wanting to dislike it just because it was a revival. Um, you know how that happens. People, the instant, some somebody say they're going to, re, you know, re, revive something like this, people instantly write it off that it's going to be shit. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people went into it just expecting to hate it. And of course, you're going to hate it if you go into expecting that. So, And I'm not here for those people because, nope. I mean, I feel like the three of us, for the most part, are more optimists than anything else. And... I was going to go into it expecting the best, especially because, I mean, the faith we have in ASP, I wasn't expecting her to give me shit. Right. Yep.
0: All right, well, that was a good conversation, ladies. It, it was. was. Yeah. All
2: right, so as usual, you can find us on Twitter, at Drunk Ballet. Uh, Facebook, we're Stumbling Ballerinas. Tumblr, Stumbling Ball- Ballerinas, email stumblingballerinas at gmail.com uh, uh, Have we done a weekly drink recipe? We have not done recently? one uh,
0: recently. The last one we did was for Bash for our last episode so we'll do one for the next right. one. The next yeah. Bunheads so, related episode.
2: Yep, which should be we're in a couple weeks. Yeah. Next, right?
0: We'll be yep, doing, week and a half? We'll be joined what have you. Uh, by the shipping room in our next episode, guys. So um, look we'll out for that uh so yeah thanks for joining us in paradise and stars hollow for a few drinks we didn't drink (laughs) well some of you did i drank (laughs) i had whiskey uh please stumble back in for our next regular episode with the shipping room a neck cracker in paradise hashtag sutton foster is alive